Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy Podcast Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. Before we get going with today's podcast, which we're going to focus on how to develop a marketing strategy, I just briefly wanted to remind you all something that I, I mentioned already over the last couple episodes that the Canine Rehab Institute Business Course, which I am a co faculty for that program. Um, it's it's running its uh, spring course this March, March 22nd, 29th through and April 5th. So it's like a three week program over Zoom. So anyone anywhere is able to join. Um, so I highly recommend checking out. We're going to put the link on the show notes. It's a it's a great course that I could teach with a couple other faculty members, both of them who also run and have uh, operated their own business. And it's always fun to teach that course. And it's a mix mash of a variety of people coming together. We have uh, people who are just trying to get their business started. We have uh, general practice clinic owners that are trying to make a rehab department, something like that, work within their business, uh, specialty clinics that are trying to make rehab work for them. So it always generates a lot of good discussion as well amongst the faculty and the group members during those Zoom calls too. So I'm going to post the link in the show notes, show notes for that. And also stay tuned, guys. We have some very cool stuff coming up also for the KNIPT Academy this year. Uh, I have spent a good amount of time over the last 10 days or so really planning it out what 2023 is going to look like, both for the clinic, the KNIPT in Chicago, but also for this business. And and Jill, who is my uh, our marketing coordinator for both businesses, and I spent a lot of time putting together some stuff for the KNIPT Academy, and I'm so excited about what we're putting together. Of course, now we have this podcast you guys have been listening to, which we have some uh, um, cool episodes coming up. Let me just kind of like leave it at that. We have some really cool episodes coming up over the next couple of months. Um, also, you know, going to have uh, uh, the Business Accelerator program that we're going to launch it again in April. So we're going to run that April in May of this year. Uh, and we're uh, working on putting together some marketing stuff for you guys that is going to be um, some free content on that, on how, uh, uh, let's call it like marketing 101 and I, on a variety of different topics about how to uh, uh, optimize your marketing strategies and stuff. Um, and then also working into putting together something for March of this year that I, I still can't share many details because we're still working around that. But just wanted to say, stay tuned for that. Uh, listen to the podcast. I'm definitely going to share in the podcast. Follow us on social media because we share that on social media. And if you don't get our weekly emails, okay, our weekly emails go out on Fridays. If you don't get that, um, go to our website, caniptacademy.com and sign up to receive the newsletters because we're always going to be sharing that stuff by email as well. Okay, sounds good. So, Today we're going to talk about how to develop a marketing strategy, okay? And um, like I said, over the last 10 days, have been really working on that for both businesses. But the idea of talking about this um, particular topic on today's podcast actually came after I had a great call with a canine rehab therapist just the other day. And during that call, this person shared to me 
that they felt like they needed to focus on developing some processes and systems for their business before looking into doing other things like hiring or just kind of like figuring out how to grow a business beyond just themselves because they they run like a one-person show right now, okay? And it was a, a, a great conversation that I had with this person around that topic and I wanted to share with you all today, you know, some of my thoughts, some of my thinking, some of my takeaway towards uh, uh, this particular topic, okay? And I totally understand, so let me yeah, let me start by saying this. I totally understand that it often feels very overwhelming to step into something that is unknown to us, okay? And that unknown can be about just starting our own business. That unknown can be about uh, marketing that business to veterinary clinics or to other businesses uh, around you, right? So potentially putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a very uh, potentially vulnerable position where you might get rejected, right? I, I, I know that's hard. I've been there, done that. Okay. Uh, uh, the other unknown could be adding an employee to your team, especially the, of course, the very first employee if you're running the person's show. Like all of those things are part of the unknown, and I get how scary that can be because I have been in that position before. I have been in that position before, and yes, it can be very overwhelming. But what I've noticed is that the difference many times is going to come down to how we respond to it, how we tackle those things, meaning you can choose to work on your mindset and learn how to make decisions and move forward despite the unknown, despite the fear of failure, or you can choose to make excuses around it and and tell yourself things that are kind of like hold you back from moving forward, okay? And I know that does sound a little bit harsh, okay, me saying that, but it is it is the truth. And oftentimes those excuses will come down with folks telling me things like, well, I really want to hone down on my processes before I hire administrative staff or something like, well, I really think I need to go on about implementing a new scheduling system or a new EMR or whatever it may be before I bring uh, 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 my first rehab therapist. Like, you know, it's it's usually going to be something along those lines. But hopefully you see what I mean by it is that I have seen time and time again folks in our fields, and I include myself on that as well, looking back at myself like four years ago or so. I have seen plenty of folks in our fields telling ourselves that we need to work on the processes and we need to work on the systems of the business before taking whatever next big step is ahead of us because that step feels uncomfortable, okay? And look, I don't disagree at all that systems and processes are important for the business to run, okay? And that they're important and it is important for us to find ways to optimize those things as the business grows, but to be honest, it does drive me a little bit crazy sometimes when I see that get used as an excuse to not take the next step, okay? And what we need to realize is that as you evolved as a business owner, you're going to know that you have been successful when you start realizing that you have switched your thinking from thinking of the perspective of the work that you have to do towards 
thinking about who is going to help you get that work done or how that work is going to take place. Okay, so let's take, for example, uh, marketing. That's why I wanted to talk about marketing more specifically when it comes to that. Although this concept, hopefully once you get it, you're going to realize it, it applies to many facets of the business. But let's talk about marketing. Okay. Um, and, and the reason why I want to talk about marketing is because one, I know it's, it's a big thing that people always want to learn more about it. And then second, because this is the time of the year, right? This podcast is coming out, I think, on um, January 12th. Uh, so this is the time of the year that a lot of us start looking more closely towards marketing because we start setting up goals of what we want for this year. You know, and for business owners like ourselves, those goals often include things like amount of money you want to generate, amount of revenue you want to generate this year, or number of appointments you want to see this year, number of evaluations, number of new patients, whatever it may be. And what I've noticed is that whenever marketing isn't working, the, temp the temptation that we have is to think that the issue on why that's not working is because of the process that, 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 that we have implemented with it. And we tend to have a bias towards logic. We, I mean healthcare professionals, we tend to have a bias towards logic, logic type of thinking, because that's how we were schooled. Okay, we were schooled to think, well, when this happens, then that happens, right? I talked about this, I think, just two or three podcasts ago on sequential versus continuous thinking. That we tend to apply logic sometimes to something that, that it, 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 it can't be a sequential, okay? And, and in business, what we're going to realize is that strategy will always trump the processes, of the business. Strategy will always trump the processes of the business, okay? So bring it back to marketing. We gotta remember that the number one goal of marketing is simply to start the conversation with a potential client and get those people to take the next step in their relationship with you, okay? I share, talked about this in one of the very first episodes when we talked about marketing. We tend to look at marketing sometimes as like, well, marketing is about getting new patients. No, it's not. No, it's not. The sales process within your business is going to be about getting new patients. Marketing is going to be about getting the people who are potentially interested in your service to raise their hands so then you can create the sales, the nurturing process that is going to convert them into a patient. That's a big difference over there. And marketing is going to be then about developing that relationship with them. Okay? So that means that w when I see like marketing gurus, especially on social media kind of stuff, uh, promising to give people, you know, XYZ number of leads in a certain time period, right? So I don't know about you guys, but I get this Facebook ads all the time. Uh, um, probably because Facebook recognizes me as being a business owner, you know, and, and the ad will say something like, um, do you want more? Do you want more business? We guarantee we're going to get you, you know, 50 new business inquiries in the next 90 days, like whatever it may be. Okay. And what we need to understand is that those numbers itself mean absolutely nothing unless you or the marketing person that you're working with have an understanding 
on who are those leads that are actually inquiring about your services and where they fall in the spectrum of your customer development and your customer journey. Okay, because what I have noticed with people, uh, uh, and this is expanding to my friends who are physical therapists and own physical therapy clinics uh, like uh, outside of the canine, the animal rehab realm. Okay, because I have a lot of friends that are business owners in the PT, human PT field. Okay, and not all of them sometimes tend to use some of these marketing services that, uh, you know, target us online. And what I have found when talking to people is that there's often a disconnect as the, the, the marketing agency, the marketing guru, mainly cares about the number of leads that they're delivering to their business, about the names on the list of paper of like, okay, here you go, here are the leads for your business, okay? Where on the other side, the business owner, of course, cares about actual clients that are coming through the door and paying for their services, okay? And then when that disconnect happens, there's going to be a gap in communication, of course, because the marketing agency, the marketing guru is going to complain that business owners just don't get it and they're hard to work with and blah, 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 and this and that. But then on the other side, the business owners are going to complain that the marketing guru can't deliver on what was promised. And the funny thing is that if you really look at it, they're both right, but they're both wrong at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When you look at it, they're both right and they're both wrong at the same time. The real problem that it takes place is the disconnect, is the gap in communication, is the lack of clarity on what it is that they're trying to accomplish. The real problem was that they focused so much on the process of getting new leads rather than developing the strategy behind that. Okay, hopefully that's starting to make sense. Getting leads or getting inquiries about your services, getting someone to fill out a form, to call, to email your business, to call your business, whatever it may be, those are all inquiries. So when I talk about inquiries, that's what I mean. Getting inquiries about your services is, is the process. But what you do with them, based on where they're coming from and how you're going to build a relationship and, know, and nurture those leads, it's part of the strategy behind that. Okay, let, let me explain. Let me hopefully give an example to try to <clears throat> um, kind of like paint a picture of what I mean. Okay, so for example, are you willing as a business owner in the field of canine rehab to play the long-term game with those leads? Okay, are you willing to play the long-term game with those leads? What I mean by that is that there needs to be a strategy behind nurturing those inquiries and showing them why they should be willing to pay you, let's say, two to three hundred dollars for an evaluation, maybe two to two to three times more than what they could pay somewhere else uh, um, at another clinic in town. Okay, and we and we certainly need to have a strategy to show those people the value that you bring to them and how you can help them. So they're willing then to not only see that, okay, yeah, this place charges more for the evaluation, but I can see the value that they bring to me and I'm willing to go the, start 
start by going there rather than going over here. And then also we need to have a strategy afterwards on how you're going to show the value. So they go from that $200 evaluation to a $2,000 full rehab plan of care with you. Okay, just because got to keep in mind, just because someone booked an evaluation and they're there with their dog sitting in the treatment room in front of you, it does not mean that they're ready to then commit to a full rehab plan of care afterwards. Okay, just like when someone calls your business inquiring about their services, it doesn't mean that they're ready to book an evaluation. You got to build on those relationships. You got to nurture those relationships. And what I've realized is that there are many reasons why so many rehab clinics and therapists find themselves with a ceiling of how much they can charge. Okay. But this lack of understanding about building the relationship and the strategy behind it, it is a huge reason behind it. And what I've noticed as well is that more often than not, this ceiling on how much they can charge is not a hard ceiling, meaning that ceiling can be moved up. But for that ceiling to move up, there needs to be a certain strategy behind it. It can't just move up just because you decided to charge more. That's where uh, uh, clinics get stuck. They're like, well, yeah, I understand that I'm undercharging. I understand that I should raise my rates because of this, because of that, because what you know, whatever it may be. But they tell me that like, well, we can't do because of this, because we get the pushback, because then this, because then that. What they often fail to realize is that for them to be able to move up the ceiling, they got to have the right strategies in place. And then, only then, after the right strategies are in place, that's when we can optimize the systems. And that's when we can have the people to actually run those systems. Okay? Because systems are great. And this is the conversation this is part of the conversation that I had with, with, with that person, that student on the phone call. Systems are great, but who is gonna run the system for you? You need to have support staff that are gonna run those systems for you. Does that make sense? And I know this might sound a little bit harsh once again, but that's not how most canine rehab clinics operate. Most canine rehab clinics don't understand this long-term game. And the fact that not everyone who is calling, uh, 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 inquiring about our services are actually going to be a good fit to be our client. Most clinics don't understand this, relation build, this relationship building process that needs to take place. How do I know that? It's because I know that most clinics are spending five minutes on an initial phone conversation when someone calls about their services. They're spending five minutes going through a script where it just talks about them, about their prices, about their services, about their credentials, about their modalities of, of treatment, and so forth, without even getting to know more about the potential client, about their dog, about what's going on. 
So the truth is, as harsh as it may be, that a lot of rehab clinics are not positioned for the long-term game. And they have no strategies in place in case someone does not book something during that initial call. Okay, so ask yourself, even as a solo business owner or if you have a clinic with multiple staff, if someone does not book an evaluation during that initial call, what's the process that you have in place afterwards? What strategies are behind it? And who's making sure that that process is actually running? So this is where it's vital to differentiate between strategies and in processes. Okay, so when it comes to marketing, processes will be what you will do to nurture those leads. So it can be calls, texts, emails, that kind of stuff. Processes are going to include how you're going to track those leads and when you need to contact them. Processes is going to include who is going to contact them. And you get you guessed it right. Follow the process that is in place on how to contact them and what to say and this kind of stuff. Those are all processes in terms of marketing and nurturing. But what are the strategies behind it? Okay, the strategy behind it is going to be your customer cycle. The strategy behind it is going to be your customer journey and an understanding on where they fall on that spectrum. Okay, understanding that not every lead, not every inquiry that comes through the business is created the same way. And therefore, we can't necessarily treat them the same way. And if you have no idea what I mean by that, go back to, I believe it's episode four, maybe five, but I believe it's episode four, titled Marketing Done Right, where I discussed the different types of leads and why uh, uh, not everyone who finds us and in, in, in inquires about our services is coming to us with the same background, with the same thought process in mind on how we can help them and how knowing that can help us shape the conversation that we're having with them. Okay? Strategy is also going to be your message. Strategy is also going to be about showing the value that you bring to them. It's going to be about your ability to connect with them in a sincere and meaningful way so they know that you have the solution to their problems. Right? So hopefully this is starting to make sense. So going back to the marketing example, once we understand the difference between strategies and processes, then that initial phone call should look vastly different because the objective of of that first call now became to find out who they are and if they're a good fit to work with you rather than just simply going through a script to get someone's schedule. You see the difference? Okay, so to wrap it up, marketing should never be about getting just a bunch of leads from Facebook or even from Google or whatever it may be, from a community event, from veterinary referrals, you name it. Marketing should, it's not about getting a bunch of those leads, but it's about knowing what you intend to do with those leads. 
It's about knowing how you're going to nurture those leads, how you're going to show your value, how you're going to show them that they're not comparing apples to apples when they're looking at canine rehab at your clinic compared to canine rehab at another clinic in town. So to make marketing or anything else work in your business, you first need to know what you're trying to accomplish with it. You need to know what's going to be the strategy. You got to have the end goal in mind, know where you want to get to. And once you know where you want to get to, and only then it's going to become about how you're going to get that done, meaning the systems and the processes. And then who, that's very important too, guys, who is going to help you get that done? Because you can't do it all by yourself. You can't do it alone. And that's a major hurdle, especially when we make that transition from solopreneur to start building a team that we got to make. It's letting go a little bit of that ego and understanding that for you to continue along this journey you're going to need to get some help. Okay, you're going to need to get some help. Some people, they're going to help guide you along that journey and some people who staff and stuff, they're going to help you put those things together. Okay, I cannot, I can tell you right now that I got more systems and processes done in the business over the last 12 months than probably the previous the previous four years put it all together. Why is that? It's because I'm not the one doing everything. It's because I have a group of people helping me put that stuff together. And that's why we can accomplish so much more. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapist if you enjoyed what we had to say please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review you can also email us at hello at caninptacademy.com that's hello at caninptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions and go to caninptacademy.com to find more resources and content including our fee calculator spreadsheets which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions because let's face it determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field you can also find all of that information and more under the show notes finally i would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company i may be associated with thank you for listening and remember if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business then what's the point in doing so so please go ahead and start having some fun